three, two, one, go. Hey, it's Bips from the Ginger Podcast. I promised you guys more content. I took a month off, and now I'm bringing more content. Hey, it's just me again tonight. Uh, Ginger has the night off. He's had like a month and a half off, really, if you think about it. But we're doing, we're continuing our interview series, and as you guys know, I'm into gear a little bit. So I've been having all of the cool people that do gear stuff. I've been trying to have them on, and I am tonight. I'm really awesome. I have Andrew Bernard on, who builds. Uh, pedal toppers, and you wonder what pedal toppers are. We'll get into that. Um, if you've been on my Instagram or any of the social medias for Bibster stuff, you've seen this otter pedal topper thing going on. We're going to talk about that. But, Andrew, you want to introduce yourself? Kind of tell the listeners who, what, you, when you are, and we'll kind of get right into this. Yeah. Well, as you know, my name is Andrew Renard, and I'm the guy that is behind Fox Cairo pedal toppers. Um, we launched a little over a month ago, and I'm just having the time of my life. Um, so where to begin, where to begin, um, just a little bit of background info on me. I'm just a kid who grew up, uh, playing music in churches and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a military brat. My dad was in the air force for my entire childhood. So bumping around a couple different places. So mostly from Southern California and that comes out a lot in my design choices and, uh, kind of just who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so got into gear in high school or sorry as a drummer in middle school okay. picked up guitar in high school and i uh, started really getting into the more obscure and the more fun dive deep kind of stuff mm-hmm. around college so cool. cool um so you started this about a month ago i didn't realize it was that close of an endeavor that you started uh well so- I, I i publicly launched it about a month ago okay. i've okay. been working on this golly since like may may okay april April, May. Okay, what, uh, what what kind of got you deciding to do the pedal toppers? I mean, other than just, you know, people replacing them and everyone drawing on them, it seems like. <laughs> right. Um, well, so going back a couple of years, I, so I've had a, a, an uh, Ernie Ball mm-hmm. volume pedal. Sorry, cat just jumped on my lap. That's fine. <laughs> Cute kitty. Um, I've had a volume pedal for three years now mm-hmm. always loved how art looks on pedals, but just seeing that big black spot, on my pedal board, like, well, that's just not the most exciting thing. No. And I don't, I don't do volume spells perpetually. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I can hide it with my, with my vans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Southern California. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, and yeah, so I was thinking, I looked into getting like a wooden pedal topper. There's mm-hmm. a couple of companies yep, yep. that do some great stuff along those lines. Um, personally, I just have been consistently broke. And so just the idea of spending a little bit more money on a wooden pedal topper, I was like, well, it's a little out of my price range. I could get a pedal for that much. And I don't know, I love the way they look. I love the idea of it. I love the aesthetic of wood, but I just didn't end up being the right thing for me. Yeah. Um, probably golly pushing a year ago. Now I was having a chat with a couple of people I'm connected with in the gear industry that uh, I, I'm on the moderator admin team mm-hmm. as a moderator for Worship Guitar Sounds, Okay, which is a, a larger gear forum on Facebook that I've been doing that for a couple of years. And we were talking about pedal toppers and we're like, well, if we could make a pedal topper do anything, what are the features we'd want? And I just kind of popped in this conversation casually. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting thought. I guess I've always just kind of assumed that like now what was out there was out there, but I don't know. Let's talk about this. And by yeah. the end of the conversation, I was like, Oh my goodness. I think we've got an idea. I think I came up with an idea. Oh my goodness. Do I want to do this or do I not? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I sat on it for about a month and um, I was like, well, maybe I, 
maybe I could just order a few parts and I've got, I just sold some gear and had a little bit of money to burn my pocket. So I just kind of started ordering a couple of things and playing around with ideas. And very quickly, it just turned into just a lot of fun. I've gone through so many different sets of materials and testing different things. Mm-hmm. I've probably gone through at least 10 rounds of prototypes of different combinations of things. Nice. I mean, and it, it's, it's really like, I mean, cause I wasn't, I mean, I basically saw it because of the whole 60 cycle home otter day thing. And I thought it was hilarious. And, um, you know, so I hadn't really done a bunch of research. And now that I think about it, I think I have seen some of your stuff in some of the, or I think I've seen that name around. That's why I kind of look familiar. I was like, I think I've seen that in some of the, between the worship pages and some of the other, you know, things you, when, when you get involved in Facebook, you get in one group and you got to be in all of them. Right. But, you know, so I wasn't really like, I was kind of like, that's awesome. The novelty of it that is this hilarious otter is great. And then I got into it, I was like, oh, you do like full on, like if you have a logo, you'll make it. So kind of explain like how, how that works if you were somebody that has, and like for right now, an early ball pedal and you had, you know, you were tired of staring at the big black mat. Yeah. So depends on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two different veins of thought going for how uh, ordering is going to go for folks. And I've, I've right now I've got two listings live. I've got two more listings that'll be going live in the next week mm-hmm. um, for a couple new models. The idea is you can choose from some stock art that I've created myself. I'm kind of going along the lines of pick a background and pick a piece of art to go over the top of it. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from, uh, and then I, I've already got all of those ready to go. Um, I can create those pretty easily. So all the formatting graphic design on those is done. Keep those a little bit on the cheaper side for just a little bit more money. If you want to send me your logo, mm-hmm. I can spend, spend a little bit of time. I can format it. Um, so let's say if you've got a band mm-hmm. and I've done this for a couple of folks is they've got their band logo or like some album artwork, uh, order it on the reverb account, uh, send me an email with a copy of your art. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull that, put that in my uh, graphic design software, mm-hmm. render out, um, a couple options for you to choose from, send it back. And then I'm happy to go back and forth a couple different times to kind of tweak it and get it just right. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and make it and ship it out to you. And I think last guy that did that for me, I was able to do the whole process from order to in hands is about two and a half weeks for a completely custom, nice. completely custom deal. That's cool. I mean, and I've seen some of the pictures of some of the, you know, kind of the things on your, on your Instagram and stuff. It's pretty, it's not just like, it's pretty detailed what you can do. And for something something like, like a pedal where you're going to be using it all the time and you're constantly hitting it. It's kind of neat that you can actually, you know, it's you can make it unique to you because I mean, otherwise, otherwise, every every guy has everybody is supposed to have an Ernie Brawl volume pedal. So, right. <laughs> like as I started playing more at my church, I was like, I remember explaining uh, to my wife, like, honey, I had to get a I had to get a volume pedal so I can do swells. She's yep, like, but I've she, been there before. She goes, but you play rhythm. I'm like, but I might do a swell. <laughs> Actually, it was because it's noisy, so I need to be able to kill the – I need to squatch all the noise when I'm not playing. It's way easier to squatch with the – you know, what am I going to use? This, this this volume pot here next to my hand? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, the, the funny thing is I didn't use my volume pot on my guitar hardly at all before I got a volume pedal. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing how helpful it was even just – for the noise floor, just to roll off my volume pedal in between songs. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. that's like the greatest thing. I actually, so I had one, and then our other rhythm player had one, and then our one lead player who's just like he's just starting to get into like the whole like 
going down the gear trail. Like, amazing guitar player, but he's never had, a, like, a ton of gear. And he was like, I need to get one of those. So, like, the next week he's got – I mean, they're all not all Ernie Ball. They're all their variations, but it's hilarious because I'm like, right. now we all have volume pedals. <laughs> like, well, well, right. And now even if I don't have the volume pedal on my board, if I'm taking, like, a flyboard or whatever, I'm, I, I found myself picking up using the volume knob. Just like I would a volume pedal. It doesn't sound quite the same, and I still love having a volume pedal. Yeah. But like even, I've just learned from having a pedal that this is just a better way to, to utilize um, the guitar and to fit into a mix and to be courteous to everybody else on stage. It's just yeah, – yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, and I think it's – it's it's it, they're really nice. So something that if, if you're a guitar player and you don't have one, and you're like, well, I don't do that much stuff, it's super handy because it is way faster like just to grab with your foot and just wham – slam down the volume and you're you're nothing especially if you right. if you get one with like a tuner out there's a whole nother thing there you can just your tuner's not in your mix so you're not having to worry about if your tuner is coloring your sound or your tuner's garbage yep. <laughs> so especially but, if you can get someone like uh like nose pedal to do the buffer the split buffer mod yeah that is that's where that's probably the next one that this is probably going to get but again it's all new so i don't want to start hacking into it yet <laughs> But yeah, so um, what's next? So you, so you got the early ball thing. You said a couple of products. What, what what's your next products you have coming down the line? Yeah, so I've got so I've got Ernie Ball, mm-hmm. and all Ernie Ball volume pedals are the same size, so that covers all of that. Uh, I've the other one I've released publicly is the Dunlop Mini Volume. Okay. So the DVP four, uh, and I see that increasingly more and more, and I. It's a fun little pedal. Yeah. So I've got that. Those two are launched. We're all set to go there. Uh, I just finished up uh, my graphic design work for the bare bones of the Crybaby. Mm-hmm. So I need a little bit more work just to kind of get everything I need to launch it live. Uh, and I've got some some artwork coming for that that'll be specific to Waz. Okay. Um, let's just say with my topper I can turn your wah pedal into a wow pedal. Ooh, I like I like that. It's already it sells itself. Wow yep. pedal to a or wah pedal to a wow pedal. I said wah first on that one. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I don't uh well I had a wah pedal, let a bar, let a buddy borrow it like 5 years ago and it still just never came back. I don't think it's come back and I th- I'm pretty sure it got pawned because he's saying one time he had to pawn some other guitar gear and I almost heard him say like and I'm like did you pawn that? <laughs> like in my head, I thought, right. I bet you did <laughs> you dog. And then I also, I'm like, I don't really play with the wall, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's exciting. So yeah, that's coming up. I've got a uh, mission audio engineering volume pedal okay. is ready to launch. I just need to get around to building the reverb mm-hmm. listing for that. And then the one I'm really excited about is for boss pedal toppers. Yeah, that's going to be, that is, uh, we were talking. We were talking before we got on the before we started recording. I am a have multiple boss pedals, so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, obviously, it's gonna be a lot smaller of a design than your right. What you're gonna have here? Yeah. So the idea is the little stomp pad on a boss pedal. Mm-hmm. That little that little square of rubber comes right off, just same way as a as any other topper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I want to I want to start doing those uh, because I can get a pretty decent level of detail down on a pedal. Uh, it won't be as much detail or anything quite as articulate as I could on something the size of an Ernie Ball volume pedal, but mm-hmm. I could still get uh, like some text or like a, a small picture or something like that on there um, just to personalize those pedals. Um, I think that would be cool because, I mean, boss pedals are as as common as the Ernie Ball pedal is like for volume. The boss pedal, there's like – I mean, there's they have boss pedals that have sold like over like a million 
like the metal. Oh zone. yeah, I mean, you can sell just it, all, just sell metal zones. <laughs> I mean, that is as that is bread and butter classic as it gets. I mean, we've yeah. got nothing but love for boss pedals. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I know. That, like a lot of some guys get kind of snobby about boss stuff. They're like, "Well, it's this," and you're like, "Yeah, but it is." Like if you watch uh, if you watch any like most like big when they do like rig rundowns, there's always a couple boss pedals on there because you know. You can set them on fire and throw them down a set of stairs, and they still work. <laughs> right. So it's like, and and you can, and if it does break, you can go anywhere and buy another one. You know, right? There, I mean, it's like with microphones, it's the SM58. It you is, can yes. run that over the truck; mm-hmm. it's still going to work. If it does die on you, you can get them for a hundred bucks. I mean, yep. that's they're not as great as they possibly could be in yeah. terms of microphones, but nobody wants to lug around a Neumann all the time. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's what and Vosky. I mean, that's what I when I first started. That's kind of what I got into because it was what was affordable and what was there and what like we thought was cool. When I spe- I'm speaking to my metal zone to that, it's in the corner of shame. But uh, <laughs> you know, it was just like, oh, it's there, it's cheap, and yeah, everyone's got them. So that's gonna be kind of cool. Like we were talking before, definitely be interested in those because again, I have like on my current board that I play with is four boss pedals. So actually five i can't count so i mean even though there's been some tweaks done to them definitely be something that i will be i'll be looking at though that'll be going live in like a week or two uh i don't have a a set time for for when that's going to go live my goal is before black friday okay we'll see if i can hold myself to that goal okay cool cool so i'm I'm assuming there'll be some kind of a deal then it sounds like uh with the black we'll see well they'll be new so either anything that's on them is a deal because you had there's no precedent to set (laughs) right everything's it's always a sale when it's the brand new stuff but that'll be that'll definitely be something cool so let's kind of talk about um you talked about you got kind of grew up you're playing church and stuff what's your gear now look like outside of like you know we're getting away from the pedal topper stuff let's talk gear what's your uh what are you playing with like on a on a like what's your number one guitar i'll say um i've got Choosing a number one is hard, man. Okay, choosing um, like a if you were gonna play this weekend, what 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 are you gonna take this weekend? If I was gonna go out this weekend, I'd probably take the Ibanez that's sitting right right in front of me. Okay. Um so I'm actually sitting at my desk. I've got four guitars up on the wall. One of them is my Ibanez double cut. Mm-hmm. Uh it's double cut. I pretty positive that the uh curly maple top on it is veneer. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a nice aquamarine burst, and my favorite thing about it has got to be the Lambertones pickups I got in there. Nice, nice. So that's they just sound sound nice, chunky. It super crisp. Good deal. So what do you uh, what's your, what's your pedal board look like? On a, I mean, I'm, do you, are are do you trading a, a, a lot, or do you kind of have a set and forget pedal board you're taking? Uh, I'm the kind of guy that says, okay, I think I'm done about every two to three months. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, without falter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even if I'm not selling pedals, I'm swapping things around, and I've you, I, I've hit the point where I've got a couple off to the side that I'm like, well, maybe I'll sell them, but not quite ready to because maybe I'm going to swap it back on the board. And um, right now, what I've currently got set up for my signal chain mm-hmm. is a um, is um, Boss Tu3 mm-hmm. VP Junior into. Uh, my compressor, which is a Earthquaker Devices Warden, into a delay, believe it or not, early on in the chain. Mm. Um, I've got Ibanez DE7, so that's a no-tap. I tend to run it on the analog setting, for the okay. echo setting. Uh, I've got a DMM, DNM drive from Keeley. Uh, the pride and joy of my pedal board comes right after that is my 1989 Proco Rat 2. 
Ooh. made by Woodcutter himself. Uh, and then at this point, I split it because I like to run a wet-dry-wet. Mm -hmm. uh, my dry signal goes to my amp. Um, right now, I'm running a Carvin XV212, uh, which is 100 watts of pure tube delightness. Oh, yeah. There's not – that's – that's probably that's probably a little noisy there. <laughs> I don't get to turn on my apartment very often. Let's just say that. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably that doesn't sound like a uh, the the bedroom gig if that's amp one. <laughs> that's amp one. Yeah, uh, and my other amps go direct. Uh, okay. I split from there. I run it into EQD mm -hmm. organizer for my octave into Earthquaker devices pyramids into Earthquaker devices avalanche run. Hope you're seeing a theme here. Yes, I am. Kind of. I'm. I'm getting the theme. Lots of earthquake. <laughs> Yep, and then I'm running into a Nunaber Iconoclast for the cab sim, um, and I've also dabbled with running. Um, I've got a BB preamp that I run in just the wets sometimes, and I've gone back and forth on keeping that there or not just to give the wet signal a little bit more warmth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to draw that in my head, and I got lost halfway through. But so that's a that's a lot of toe tapping. Uh, do you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like I do. I get I get confused if I gotta like take two on and off in the same song, but uh, that's so. What do you are you you still play in church a lot, or is that you kind of your normal gig, or what's your normal um, gigging out with with your stuff? These days, I've just been playing at home. Okay, uh, yeah. So I just I have last time I played at church was right around January for a number of reasons. Um, still attending church, but took a break just from the worship part mm -hmm, of things mm -hmm. and volunteering. And that's actually been really good. It's um, for a whole host of reasons. Um, would like to get back to that. But if I was to go back to playing on a, any sort of regular basis, it would most definitely be uh, in a worship setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's important. I think sometimes as – especially like in the church world and something that people don't talk about is the fact that like it's totally okay to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take – I need to take some time off. I think there's this thought process like – I get involved with the church. Like I can never say no to anything and I can never like take time away. Like I can never say like, Hey, you know what? I want to take some time off and just like refocus things. And you know, for you, it's like, you know, obviously you're taking time off and through that, you know, you have your new, like this new business has come out. So, I mean, obviously mm -hmm. I'm not, no, no, if that's at all related, but it's, you know, it's kind of a product of that. And I think that's really important to do. And if you're at a church where you feel like you can't do that, like you need to evaluate things because you should be able to do that. And if you're worth a worse as a worship leader, you should be able to allow your volunteers to have like time to be like, you know what? I want to take a quarter off or I want to take a year off. And I think that's, I think that's really cool. And I think it's important. It's something that people don't talk about because a lot of times they're like, we can't, you know, if you don't want to, you don't want to be involved in a ministry anymore. You must be like leaving the church. And you're like, no, I could just be doing other things. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of making sure that people have their space for, uh, for rest and for healing and whatever's mm -hmm. going on without any sort of shame. Yeah. Actually, I, I have my bachelor's degree in practical theology. Oh, okay. And so I, I, I have spent a lot of time thinking about this kind of stuff more, more than I'd care to admit. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that, yeah, that's a little more than, than just the everyday, every, everyday guy. So what, um, what is your, I mean, if you, I mean, if you don't want to get into that, that's fine. I mean, obviously this is not your full-time gig yet. Is that something you're looking at wanting to do kind of, this modifying pedal stuff, you know, doing toppers and doing other design work. Does that relate with your day job or is it something kind of completely off the wall to that? My day job is sort of related. I do, uh, but not directly. 
Um, I do audio video okay. uh, conferencing support for a tech company here in Seattle. Okay. Just as a day job. Uh, I have a lot of fun with that job. It's got its own set of opportunities and perks and uh, quite happy with that for now. Um, so this isn't, this isn't likely to take it over. My whole plan for Fox Cairo is I uh, hang out, have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. So far, this has been such a rad experience and we'll kind of see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably also helps too. You're like, Hey, I can make probably helps like making gear money with selling gear stuff without having to actually lose pedals. Cause there's one way to like, Oh, I need some gear money. I got to sell some pedals. Oh, <laughs> I might need those again. Yeah, that's that's cool. Actually, it's funny that you're from Seattle. I was actually my parents lived in Seattle when they had me. I I mean, I was only there for like nine months, but I always tell people I was born and raised in Seattle, even though technically I I, well, I really wasn't. But so I mean, I have a little bit of a little connection with that area. We still have some. They still have some friends that are still out there from when they lived out there during the during the '80s. So it was a while ago. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that I was born in the Midwest. Oh, that is so. funny. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was because like they went out there. They actually went out there for Bible college in like the 80s and then they stayed out there and then once they had they had my sister and then they had me and they're basically like hey we want to move back because that's where all their family was and so i was like yeah born and raised in seattle for nine months <laughs> so that's that is that is that is pretty funny um yeah i think uh i think this is cool and i think it's something that like i mean basically from what it sounds like you had the idea you bought the equipment kind of made the initial investment and then just kind of went for it and obviously, I mean, like I'm holding the product. I cannot make sure to grab my pedal before we started. Um, if you're kind of questioning what this stuff looks like, ch- seriously, check out my Instagram. If not, I will link in the description of this episode. Um, Andrew, your uh, businesses. I don't know if it's that your personal one too, but it's the 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 Fox. Uh, the the name of the company. I was going to try and re- pronounce it right, but I was going to screw it up. I know that. Um, I'll, I'll, if you like, I could explain the name. Yeah, that's what I was about to, I was about to say. I didn't know about this name because we're, we're rolling on that. But yeah, check the Instagram has more of an idea of what they look like. They're really cool. It's And it's not like it's just a picture because um, it actually has like still the gripness in it, which I like because you know, it would be one thing if you're just like, oh, I put a poster or you know, slapped a sticker on my on my pedal. Like This is actually... And I don't know how you do it. I'm sure you probably don't want to get into it 100% because it's kind of like the trade secret. But it's like basically like you could get into like doing skateboard grip tape that had all sorts of cool stuff on it with how that with how that looks. But Oh, that's exactly that's exactly what it is actually. Okay. Okay. So that's the one that's the one part of all of this that I am willing to and happy to share publicly is I uh, the the top layer is indeed clear longboard grip tape. There's okay. not really a whole lot of hiding. It, it is what it is. That's what I mean. I was kind of well. I kind of figured with like the, how the old grip was. I'm like, this is probably skateboard tape, but yeah. So yeah, that's something. Which and then I guess that's what kind of makes it. But it's really nice because it's again with a, well, especially something like a volume pedal. You want to have a nice grip with it because otherwise, you know, your foot's going to be on all over the place. And you're going to be like your swells aren't going to be swelling. And how can people worship if the swells aren't right? That's all I can right. say. I mean, come on. Also, I mean, let's be honest. How are we, how are people worshiping unless we have helixes, but that's a different discussion for Facebook groups. But, uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about the name. What, how'd you come up with the name for it? Yeah. So the, the funny thing is the name that, so the name is Fox Cairo and there's two parts of it. Um, so the first part Fox is, uh, important to me personally my last name is a german spelling of the french word for fox the german spelling um being from that area of the german france border mm-hmm. uh in sarland um 
so I've always grown up knowing that my last name meant Fox. When I was a kid, I thought Fox, the snow, um, snowboard brand, was super cool. And, like, yeah, like that's just kind of always been a thing for me is, um, is just this idea of Fox. And then Cairo is a couple of Greek letters that were used to notate Christianity in mm-hmm. the early centuries. Okay. Oh, yeah. And being someone who's uh, – who has a degree in practical theology. That's just, that was, a, that was a really fun way to, to tie the two together. It's a bit tricky, mm-hmm. but once you hear it, you're like, Oh, Fox Cairo. It doesn't sound too crazy. No, oh, it's just personal to me. The funny thing is it it's uh it's been the name of my reverb shop for like two or three years now. Oh, okay. So I was like, well, what am I going to name this thing? Oh, what, we'll just, I'll name it whatever my reverb shop is called. We'll just kind of, maybe I'll change it. Maybe I won't. Yeah. Yeah. It works. And out. I just, just kind of rolled with it. Yeah, I mean that makes and it's it's unique enough that it's like you know it has that it rolls off the tongue pretty easy, but it's unique so people know like oh that's the pedal top. You know, if someone says right. like oh I got something from Foxfire, they're like what's they're like what is it like oh no it's the pedal toppers, which I think is kind of cool that you can kind of be unique in that in that regard versus just like calling it like Andrew's Pedal Topper Store wouldn't probably roll off the tongue as well. My thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I like how the name is very personal to me. I mean, this whole thing, I'm just, I'm very, a very upfront guy. I'm very laid back and I'm happy to wear my heart and my sleeve to the public. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's, it's really noticeable to me because like, I ordered it. So if you're wondering about ordering, so I ordered a pedal and basically like you messaged me a couple of days and said, you laid out exactly what was going to happen. It was like, Hey, I'm making the pedal this, I'm starting to make the pedal this week. I should have a, or the topper this week. I should have it done by then. You should see it then. And it was exactly like that. I mean, so if it's something you're kind of wondering, because I know sometimes too with new businesses and with reverb, you can be like, well, you know, is this legit? Like, what's the, you know, how's this work? Um, as a a customer, I can attest like completely the whole process was smooth. Like it was just like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, I ordered it off of kind of a joke because of the 60 cycle hum thing. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny. And then I also, as soon as I saw like that, you do other things, I was like, oh, I should have totally – I should have sent him my, my uh, Bibster guy because I have a little logo that's like my Bibster dude. I'm like I probably should have had that on there, but the otter's funnier. So – and now that you're like, oh, I do the boss stuff. I'm like, okay, now I, can, now I know where I can get the uh, – <laughs> I can get yeah. Bibster on the pedal through that. <laughs> dude, absolutely. Yeah. So I will be – that's what we'll be talking about because I have a – I have the vector file. We're, we're good to go. But yeah, um, that is cool. And so I think it's just something we've been talking with about this on the last few – you know, in the last few weeks about people like going and doing things. If there's something out there, you know, like that you kind of think that there's a business for, or you think, and maybe not even like, you know, Andrew, you're, you admit like this isn't ever going to be like my full time thing, but it's something that's fun. It's something that, you know, kind of gets you in the community. It's kind of cool, I'm sure, to see, you know, as you like, you know, see these pedal board shots, especially on different Facebook groups, you're like, hey, that's my topper, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, Absolutely. So, it's, so it's like kind of a fun way to do that. You know, you don't have to. We've talked about like people chasing their dreams and it becoming a career with a few people, but it doesn't have to be like chasing your dreams can totally just be like a hobby that you love doing. And it's what makes, you know, like sometimes when you go to like, when you have to go to work on a Monday and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the worst. Like you're like, Hey, you know what? Like I get to do this fun thing on the side. Like that's what this is for me right now is completely a hundred percent like on the side, you know, just something that I wanted to kind of start to kind of get, to know people in the community and to kind of like tell people stories, which is kind of like what we're obviously doing here. But yeah, Andrew, that is, uh, that is awesome. And I really like the thought of the boss stuff. Um, we will make sure if you are kind of, if you're listening and you're going, I kind of want to know more about this. I will link 
I'll try and link if I can do it. I'll, I'll try and link your reverb store in the description so you can just click right on that. But if you oh well, thank you if you if you go to um, reverb and if you're if you're questioning what reverb is and your guitar player, you should know what reverb is. Your checkbook will not be happy that you know what reverb is, but you will be happy. Basically, reverb is like Craigslist for for, for musical instruments. Like it's it's like it's like well it's like Craigslist, eBay, and Amazon all wrapped into one because you have used, new, and like t- like who knows uh, rating of gear, and um, you can go on there and you can sell, you can buy, you can trade that kind of stuff. Um, it's a really nice, really nice app. Again, if you can like save stuff, you search for this isn't an app for Reverb. I'm not sponsored by anybody, but um, t- check out the check out the links to that, and then you can keep going back and seeing as these different pedals, you know, as the boss pedals come out, as the wall pedals come out. So, you know, whatever pedal you have. So basically within a month or so, no matter what pedals you have on your board, you're probably going to have a pedal that Andrew can make you a topper for. That's the goal. Because everyone, I mean, shoot, if you're doing boss pedals, everyone, like, I mean, either you either have like the, like you either have like the TU three, because that's like the, one of the most popular tuners, or you have like, a drive from boss. You know I mean? There's, you're going to think that's the most popular option out there. And if you don't have a boss pedal, try a boss pedal. They're cheap. They're fun. It's something you can Absolutely. screw around with. So, but yeah, um, I think, uh, Andrew, if you don't have, I mean, I think that's kind of where we're going to kind of get to make, make sure we went through every, I apologize for the hackness of this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, it's been kind of a crazy day, but, uh, so yeah, so that's, that should be about it. Andrew, again, we'll put links to your Instagram. And do you have a Facebook? Yeah, you have a Facebook page too, don't you? I do. I do. Okay, I'll make sure there's links in the Facebook page. Um, that's the best way to contact. Again, if it's something you're interested in, make sure to hit him up on the Reverb Store or any of the social media stuff. He's super easy to like, you know, super easy to deal with. I can attest. If you don't, have, if you have a problem with it, you can be mad at me because I told you to go to him. Um, but don't be because you won't be. Uh, <laughs> but Andrew, uh, thanks for coming on again. Uh, we'll be in touch some more. Um, on that, uh, I'm Bibster. Ginger's got the week off. Have uh, have a great night, everybody. I don't know why I said I never say that. You, you guys know how I end this. Bye.